0: Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined, as usual, by my brother, co-host, and partner in Stupidity, Holden. Hello. And by special guest, Monica's brother, Joe. Hello. Welcome, Joe, uh, as the first uh, released special guest uh, that is in the studio with We're Holden and I. <laughs> We're not going to talk
1: about it. We're not going to talk, talk about it. There was a it. plan with that episode, that episode, that plan on not our part has not happened yet and I don't honestly I have very little faith that it will actually happen ever (laughs) it is
0: it is an episode we will sit on potentially forever but also if we miss a week we can just throw that one out there anyway that is a good idea anyway uh this week we are covering George Carlin's special life is worth losing which is available on Amazon Prime but before we get into that Joe What is your current hyperfixation?
2: Okay, so I tend to mix between about three or four different hyperfixations at a given time because (laughs) my brain is chaotic and uh, I don't know how to um, structure it. So, um, if I, if we only, uh, sorry, brain fart, uh, I'll stick with one. Um, one of my current (laughs) hyperfixation is, um, uh, the rooster teeth series Ruby. It, the spelled Spelled R W B Y for those Wait, listening at home. Rooster Teeth does that. Yes, it's Rooster Teeth. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, interesting. Um, Continue. yeah, they um, they're currently airing their ninth season on Crunchyroll, and I have just been enamored by it. It's a show wow. I've been into for um basically since season three came out. It's I've loved the world building. I love the characters, and this season is really interesting because. There are a lot of characters having mental breakdowns. <laughs> Same, yeah. Same. Uh, so, uh, being someone who lives in 2023 in America, yeah, uh, I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 who amongst
0: but, us does not have a good little mental breakdown every once in a
2: while? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: About Ruby about ruby every weapon in that show is
2: a gun as well right like every
1: sword is also a gun and for the most for the most part it
2: it depends there there are some people that just have like a regular ass sword but uh more often than not your your weapon will double as a gun like uh the main character ruby spelled r-u-b-y i know it's confusing (laughs) um but um, the main character, Ruby, has a scythe that doubles as a sniper rifle. Uh, so, which I
1: will say, like, I don't watch uh, the show. I've seen some of it um, just as as time has, has gone by. Um, just, like, the idea of, like, having a sword that also is a gun
2: is pretty rad. Like, so I can't lie. So
0: people do have regular-ass swords in the show, right? yes do people just have regular ass guns too Ooh, yes okay yes.
2: also um the thing thing about like people having like half sword half gun thing is just like um i guess it's just personal preference people obviously making their own unique weapons to have their own unique spin on things and then there's no actual bullets that's powered by this um uh like in universe uh I won't I don't I wouldn't say plot MacGuffin, but like in the universe a thing it's called Dust, basically lets you use elemental powers. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I know a little bit about Ruby because I'm a fan of the other Rooster Teeth show, Death Battle, and they've had yes. new, uh Ruby characters on that before.
1: I've only seen the one I don't know the character from Ruby's name, but she fights Tifa from That's Yang. It. Yang. Yang.
0: I've only seen Yang versus Tifa. Uh, and but but however, I would be lying if I said most of my exposure did not come in. Well, let's just say certain art circles I run in on YouTube on gross. online. Gross. Gross. Yeah. You're
1: yeah. gross.
0: <laughs>
2: That's boy. gross. Anyway, how about yeah. some context? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Let's,
1: uh Let's get away from hentai <laughs> and get towards <laughs> oh context. God.
2: Jesus.
1: Um. So George Carlin is an American stand-up comedian, was. actor, author was whatever and social Is this the first comedian we're covering that's dead? Richard Pryor. Oh yeah. Bill Hicks. Oh yeah. No, so no, it's not. So no, it's, so not. it's not. We've not. covered um, comedians who are no longer alive before. Dude, we've been doing this show for a year. A year. A year. At, <laughs> around the, Yeah, we're coming up on our like year anniversary of releases. We've been recording for more than a year. I forget things, okay? <laughs> um he is regarded as one of the most important and influential stand-up comedians of all time. He was dubbed the dean of counterculture comedians. Um he has been active since 1956 until 2008 when he died. <laughs> um He did observation comedy, observational comedy, character comedy, surreal comedy, blue comedy, black comedy, wordplay, sarcasm, irony, satire. He covered a ton of different subjects from American culture to old age, race relations, masculinity, current events at the time, (laughs) um, drug use language. Uh, He has had 14 stand-up specials from HBO, Uh, the first one being filmed in... 1977 the last one being filmed in 2007 wow so right before he died 30 years of specials yeah dude and on top of over 50 years Yeah, yeah, on top of the 20
0: years that he was already working in comedy yeah he he even says in this special something about how, like, his 50th year in show business is is rapidly approaching. Yeah, so
1: 2006 was his 50th year in show business. This was released in 06, filmed in 05. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he is famous for his seven dirty words routine. Right. Um, which he actually was arrested for um, at one point. Back in, like, the 80s. Right, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So... Life is Worth Losing is his second to last ever comedy special. I had a feeling. Um, aired live from the Beacon Theater in New York City. He it was filmed in November of 2005. He spent 2006 touring this uh, special. So, um, oh, and then after releasing this special, he did he voiced <laughs> <laughs> he voiced the character Fillmore an anti-establishment hippie VW microbus with a psychedelic paint job in the Disney Pixar movie Cars.
2: <laughs> it is just like one of the last things he did before he fucking died. I yeah. completely forgot about that. Yeah, I he was in too. Cars.
1: Um, the actual last film he ever did was he voiced the wizard, that's just the character's name, in the movie Happily Never After. Oh my god. And oh, then the last you. thing he ever did was "It's Bad for You," which was his final comedy special, right? Which aired March first of two thousand and eight. He died. Did he die? He jo- he died June twenty second of uh, of two thousand and eight.
2: So Bro, you just unlocked a cool yeah. memory
0: Happily Never After. Dude, I'd be lying. Yeah, I was, was thinking about cars. that movie like two days ago. He was in Cars and Happily Never After. Only one of those movies I'm sure most people have heard of.
1: Yeah.
2: And the, the most hilarious thing is um so George Carlin, if you're if you're looking solely at his comedy
0: it's <laughs> it's not, not, kids. not very not kid the, Not the dude that should be a kids' the, movies. Not no, the dude, not the
2: same dude that should be voicing Fillmore, or not the person you'd be you'd be expect to voice um, narration in Thomas the Tank Engine.
0: You're fucking kidding. I'm not. Ringo Starr also narrated in Thomas the Tank. Wait, Engine Wait, was it Thomas the Tank Engine the show or Thomas the Tank Engine the movie?
2: The show. I bu- I believe I Wild. could be I could be wrong on that. He had the wiki up.
0: So. Hang on. Uh, yeah, now I need to know. Oh my god. Now I need to I know. I already
1: closed the window.
0: I guys. will pull it up myself if I have to. This is something I need to know. Fuck
2: it, I'll do it. <laughs>
0: Alright, you're doing it. <laughs> Let's all do it. Who can find it first? Everyone. Am... <laughs> I
3: abstain. <have stayed. laughs> it was probably the movie, right?
2: It It could have been. Um...
0: This is this is a meaningless oh, distinction. Man. It's an it's not an important distinction, but it means everything to me.
1: It might get left on the cutting room floor depending on how funny it is. I don't give a fuck. This is something I need to know. I give a fuck. <laughs> editing the editing this show is really hard. <laughs> Can't
2: find it in the wiki. It's the see, here's the thing. Wikis are just walls of text, and I my brain can't operate when looking at walls of text. <laughs> yeah, walls All right, of text I will lock. I will
0: simply look this up for myself later. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so. Oh boy. Okay. So. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's, There's a to lot talk. to talk. Um, I guess I'll state the elephant in the room. I didn't really like it.
1: Really. I didn't I, really like it. I had. There are parts of it that I liked and parts of it I
2: didn't. I, I, I'm honestly, I, th- I thought I was going to have a different opinion on it and I, and I do have a very different opinion on it than I did when I first listened to it. Cause I, I had a, I had a phase, um, uh, college, college years, a couple years back. Um, when I would just listen to a whole bunch of George Carlin specials while I'm at work cause they're, they're on Apple music. I would just listen to them and be like, Oh, this is. This is uh, so insightful, um, uh, forgetting that they're freaking comedy specials. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, thing, the thing about it is those jokes don't age well.
1: No. Yeah, so I
0: think that's the biggest uh, that, problem with this special.
1: That's definitely an issue with counterculture as a whole, is because if you're going against the current culture, in a couple of years, that is going to change. Mm-hmm. So, like, it—it's it, just sort of—it's—it's like it's sour cream in a sauna. Hang on, it's not <laughs> aging. It is. It, it. But it. But I am also going to say,
0: there was some stuff that he was right about then that is still correct now. Oh, which absolutely. Is, which is the worst I'm, part about absolutely. the special, absolutely. actually. <laughs> he says about. He talks about how, like, you know, people can't make living wages and big corporations own everything. I'm like, yeah, you're fucking right, dude. Yeah. And and
1: like um, our pol- political kind yeah. of uh the people we vote for are a bunch of rich assholes who don't really give a fuck about us and it's like I really wish that w- that aged poorly, but unfortunately but no, that this, aged like wine. That, that is almost
0: 20 years ago and nothing has fucking changed. No, yeah. yeah.
2: Um it's so and, and it's and that's the thing. Like I think like oh my god, I had the thought in my head and now it's gone. God damn it! <laughs>
0: I might be, I might be thinking something similar. So, I have never been big into Carlin. I this is the first Carlin special I can think of off the top of my head that I did see all the way through. I, I'm familiar with a few of his other bits. Obviously, the Seven Dirty Words. Um,
1: I think everyone who has ever enjoyed comedy more than just one comedian has seen that bit.
0: Yeah, right? exactly. Um, so you know, I'm not. A complete stranger to Carlin's work, and he is one of the most influential co- comedians, fucking ever. Um, so I kind of was expecting something different. I was expecting mm-hmm. something a lot more insightful, and he just seemed kind of angry and bitter yeah. and yeah.
2: I, I think... part of oh no, go ahead.
0: Part of me wonders if that's just because this was so late in his career. He, I, obviously, you know, I'm not going to write George Carlin off as a bad comedian. He's clearly not. He's, oh, no. It, it's just that I think the biggest sin of this special is that it just didn't age particularly well. Um, And I would very much like to watch some of his older stuff when he's younger, mm-hmm. ha- maybe has a bit more energy, is maybe a little bit more insightful as opposed to just kind of bit.
1: Yeah, so this special did um, happen after he he was hospitalized for um, pneumonia and heart failure. Oh, damn. So he was just sort of on the steady, and like he says in the special that he's 341 days sober. Um, that was because he was having heart failure. <laughs> so, you know, it definitely is very much like old man, like, it's, it's crazy to think that it's like you're kind of watching an old man die on
2: stage. Yeah. A little bit depressing. So you,
0: you you've had a couple uh, points you've been trying to get out, Joe. What what have you been? So uh,
2: um, one thing that definitely came to mind is like it felt like at at some point, like I I was I was watching it with you guys, and by by the way, I th- I I was under the the impression that neither of you were going to laugh at all. I was surprised <laughs> when some of you guys laughed, which which made me which made me feel vindicated a little bit. But like watching this special, it. It feels more. It feels more like a TED talk than it does a yeah. comedy special. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think for a while. Yeah, my biggest problem with it is that like, for a lot of it, he's not really telling jokes.
2: Yeah, he's kind of just like angrily yelling things at the audience. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the the now, um, I I think I think what does stick out definitely is um his tone. Well, maybe not his tone of voice, but, like, the way he talks sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. the intro, the introduction, for example, which I think personally lasted a little too long. But, Agreed. Um, uh, his intro, he's, like, stringing words together so quickly. It's like slam poetry. It's like slam poetry. Yeah. And I think that's impressive, but a lot of his content is kind of just yelling at, at uh, society.
0: It was, yeah, and, you know, it's not that his grievances aren't legitimate or that he's not saying things that I, that I don't, or it's not that he's saying things I disagree with, yeah, you know, it's just harder to agree with them now that the world is just such a different fucking place. Yeah, you know, um,
1: I mean, this this special came out in 2006, and it's like, this is, you know, it's gonna make, it makes my joints hurt, and it makes me feel like a bunch, a bag of old bones, but like. Especially because your birthday is in a few days. My birthday is in a few days. Oh, really? Um, what? Happy early birthday!
2: Thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that was very <laughs> wholesome.
1: I uh, I can remember 2006. I can remember being a kid and then having this the thought right after of that was almost 20 years ago. Makes me feel like a yeah, dude, a crypt yeah. keeper. Yeah, um, I was
0: I was actually uh, talking with your sister yesterday, right. Joe, about how uh, we haven't gone to great adventure. Uh, together just the two of us since we were like kids hmm. and I was like how the fuck long has it been because it has to have been since high school like at least five years and she was like dude we were 21 five years ago
1: yeah you guys are old yeah
0: I was in, I was, <laughs> I, 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 I was shook in the bathroom <laughs> at work I was like fuck oh, boy I was in my 20s five years ago, and then she was like, yeah, dude, we're about to enter our late 20s. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite there. Ouchie, yeah. You're, you're, not, you're not quite as old as... You're, you are still the youngest of the friend group, but, like, you're. we're all getting old. Anyway. That's how time, time works. So- we're all dying. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that this special was kind of like you were saying, Joe, a lot of ranting. And occasionally he would say something kind of silly. Yeah. Like
2: the there was
0: this one bit that was really just kind of an unrelenting strain of fat phobia.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was it was honestly really uncomfortable. To I was I to. was
2: like I was like sucking in my breath. I was like, oh man, what did I just pick for to watch?
1: <laughs> I I got to like. That that's one of those things where it's just like it, it's so boring and tired that like I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. Less that yeah. he's saying shit that's like fucked up, but more that he's like just doing kind of hacky shit. And I guess for the time it wasn't really that hacky, but even then I still would argue that it is. Yeah. Fat yeah. people have been like the butt of so many jokes for years. The second there was someone who was fat, there were fat jokes. And that's been forever. I mean, like you watch like uh, any Marx Brothers movies, or I think it's Duck Soup. The second Groucho Marx is on stage with um Margaret Dumont. Margaret Dumont, thank you. Um, The fat jokes come rolling, and like, and she's not even like she's just like she's she's just a big, tall, broad woman. Yeah. Um, but like it's (laughs) 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 no, like. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry no uh, you just noticed the fucking handsome Squidward on the ceiling <laughs> I'm
1: sorry my bed used to be here sorry like,
2: oh.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, so if you weren't able to catch any of that Holden just has a portrait of handsome Squidward attached to the to his fucking ceiling yeah um but no, uh Margot Dumont was just this tall kind of a little bit thicker but like very gorgeous. Uh She was a,
1: a, an actor.
0: She was an, she was a, actress, a classic actor, actress uh in the 30s she was gorgeous. She was just like she wasn't even like and she particularly she, thick. She was just like
1: a big woman. She always played uh like a straight man to She was an incredible Groucho, straight man to Groucho, to Groucho man. Marx's incredible. comedy. Um, Groucho Marx was presented with an honorary, uh, Oscar in like the sixties. He was like the last of the Marx brothers that was still alive. And, um, he talked about Margaret and he was like, um, he was complimenting her. He was like, she was always such a great straight man to me to the point where I don't, I think she found, uh, she was always such a good straight man to me. Not because she's that good of an actress. I think it's just because she didn't find me funny. <laughs> I would tell a joke and she would look at me and ask, why are they laughing? <laughs> and I just think that's really funny. Let's get back on track with, um. Yes. So, uh, Mr. Carlin. Carlin. So, the way I've kind of looked at Carlin, because, like, I did say when we, we sat down to watch this, I don't think I've ever watched a full Carlin special.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I have watched a shitload of, of Carlin clips on mm-hmm, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, 14 specials, over 50 years of show business. There's a lot to sift through. Um, I heard it summed up. Some people were arguing about George Carlin versus Richard Pryor and who was a better comedian. Mm-hmm. And this kind of sums up my opinion that I have. Like, Because when I was like 14, 15, and I was, you know, bleh, angsty. Um, I. Uh,
2: that ever change?
1: No, but I- I'm like fighting the right fights now. <laughs> I was. Uh, Fair enough. Oh man, if that ain't a fucking. Move. I was. I was a pizza cutter, and, you know, all edge, no point. Now I think I'm, you know, edgy, but I have a point. I'm a, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm like a knife because that sounds too edgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. So like when I was younger, I was like, "Wow, he's really good." And as I've aged in the in the end of my life where I am now, um, <laughs> I I still find him interesting. I almost consider him less of a comedian and more of a philosopher. Mm-hmm. And the thing about philosophers and philosophy is it's all bullshit. <laughs> um, it's all it, it's it, it, it's I had mentioned this um, in the Joe Coy episode, I think. Uh, I made a couple jokes about philosophy majors. But also, like, critics and philosophy are kind of the same for me. Is like a critic, the only difference between a critic and a philosopher is a critic is telling you about how they feel about a specific thing, whether it be a food, a restaurant, a movie, a TV show, a Mm -hmm. book, Mm -hmm. where a philosopher is just telling you about life. Mm -hmm. And it's just some asshole (laughs) who is saying, I feel this about this thing and you should feel the same way because i'm smarter than you as reductive you say as that, that we're sound, literally hosting a a comedy criticism podcast and i stand by what i say <laughs> i don't know anything <laughs> I, anyone no, who listens no, to I, me I, and like really super takes what i say incredibly seriously Please stop <laughs> I
2: believe that completely I d- I know jack shit about jack shit
1: Um,
0: so I've I've stopped it. speak for yourselves I know a thing or two about a thing or two not much but I know some things no you don't <laughs> nothing um, important I don't know anything important let's go with that yeah yeah
1: so um, and this is like I stand firm in the camp of Richard Pryor is a better comedian than George Car- Carlin because mm-hmm. Richard Pryor and in this argument it was summed up so perfectly was Richard Pryor will tell you a joke and you will Laugh your ass off. George Carlin will tell a joke and you will go, hmm, that's pretty funny. He's more of a philosophical comedian where, to where it's even to a point, like you said he opened, like it was like slam poetry when he opened. He's kind of a philosopher, poet, spoken word artist as opposed to a comedian in my eyes, especially with how comedy has changed. You have someone like Henry Rollins. Mm -hmm. He's a stand-up comedian as well now. But he has even said he doesn't consider what he does comedy. He considers it spoken word. And it is. That's exactly what it is. When you say spoken word, I think people often think about poetry or like short stories that they just memorize. Kind of like that old school, you know, bardic kind of thing. But comedy is spoken word. It's just a different type of spoken word. So... Back in those days, you couldn't really make a living off of being a spoken word person. Mm -hmm. People didn't really want to fucking listen to you. (laughs) Right. But if you learn to tell a joke or two, then you're a lot better off. Uh, Patton Oswalt has this really great bit about when he was starting in comedy, a big thing that was um, really popular was magical comedy. Magicians who were also comedians. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you close my window? <laughs> don't worry, I, was... I meant to do that beforehand.
2: They've they've got some strong opinions on Carlin too.
1: They do. They have strong opinions on everything, every episode.
2: That okay? Uh, that that big dog. I uh, I don't know what breed it is. He's so fluffy. Thernus, he is so
1: nice to pet. Golden doodle. He's oh he's wonderful.
2: He's ad- he's adorable. And your corgi. Uh, <clears throat> you weren't in the room when it was happening, but uh um, what what's your corgi's name? Bitsy. She's Bitsy. The best. Uh, she was. She brought herself up onto the couch, sat on the back of the couch, and was looking out the window. She looked so majestic. I oh, had yeah, that's
1: her, like, spot. It. Doesn't she? Ah, oh, she's so beautiful. Back to what I was saying. Gorgeous. Anyway. Um, so Patton Oswalt has this great bit about when he was starting comedy and how magical comedy, magicians who were also comedians, was really popular when he, when he started. Mm -hmm. And the way he described it was, are you a shitty comic? Learn a card trick. Are you a fucking terrible magician? Learn a a dick joke. (laughs) And it will make you more marketable. And I think that's just what Carlin did. I think Carlin's more of just a philosopher kind of poet, who's also a pig. Yeah. Yeah. To make himself more marketable he was like well I'll be philosophical but I'll also be kind of comedic and, and that's and that's- people just fucking ate it up and I understand why he's so influential for comedy because think about like especially where comedy is now with mm-hmm. all the introspection mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all the philosophical musings and then some of the not great stuff that <laughs> isn't connected to that but like just think about where comedy is
2: now. I, I feel like um going off on that um Randy Feltfaces uh uh Randy writes a novel mm-hmm. um the end of that in particular stands out to me in what you're saying because like obviously or, or or even like big parts of that show because a lot of it is obviously he's being being a jokester he's still, like holding off reading his novel and being being a you know being a funny little purple man yeah, yeah. but he's also <laughs> he's also giving insight on legacy and Mm -hmm. what what is the what is the point of life and you know i don't need to be thinking about this after having an existential crisis but that's besides the point right but but you're you're right in saying a lot of modern comedy is um gearing more towards that introspective thing now to be granted i don't watch nearly as much comedy i i there are a few this shit every week (laughs) i know i know and i'd love to watch more uh you know where you can find more comedy suggestions? Listen to Funny Stuff Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't I, even need the ad break this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Milo.
1: See,
2: oh, see, they get it. Okay. Um, but what was I saying? Anyway, um, I Give was basically agreeing with you that like an introspection. But where I think, where I think Carlin fell flat is, he also, part, he, I, maybe he used some of that as an excuse to just complain about shit.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. It, it definitely yeah. felt very, you know, and I guess it is because he, at the time of filming that, he was like in his fucking like 70s, because he, he was born in, in like thirty seven. Yeah, he was oh, yeah. he was like 70. So he was like in his seventies, so it felt very like, you know. Boomer talk. Yeah, boomer. And he's not even a boomer. He's pre boomer.
2: He is he is pre boomer. He's right <laughs>
1: before boomer. He's silent generation. Yeah.
2: Right.
0: Uh I think we can Yeah. I think we favorite. I think with that we can move on to favorite and least favorite bit.
3: Ads.
1: here's ads and then I said I can believe it's not butter (laughs) my friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out like he's never heard of Anchor
0: Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or
3: by going to anchor.fm today. Hi, I'm Milo. I'm an executive producer at Biopunk Media and the producer of Funny Stuff, the podcast you're currently listening to. Griffin and Holden are not just some of my closest friends, they're more like my brothers at this point, and I want to do everything I can to make sure that the art that they make gets seen. So with that said, Apple and Spotify care a lot about ratings and reviews for new podcasts. It tells them that people are enjoying the show, and also it tells the app to recommend Funny Stuff to new listeners. Please, please, please take a quick moment to just like and review Funny Stuff. I can't overstate how much it helps our boys. Also. Recommend Funny Stuff to your friends, your family, your mailman, your dog. There's a little bit of something in this show for everyone. Funny Stuff is still very new, and word of mouth is the best advertising there is. Last but not least, check out our new website. You can find it linked in the description of this episode or at biopunkmedia.card.co. Card Card is spelled with two R's. That's biopunkmedia.card.co for social media links, episode transcripts, and all things biopunk. And that covers it. Drink water today if you haven't. Remember that you are so loved, at least by me, and probably the boys too. And enjoy the rest of the show.
0: ba da bop done.
2: And we're back. If you had to fight God, what music would you have playing in the background? <laughs> Sephiroth's theme from <laughs> Final Fantasy.
0: <laughs> well, all, all I have to say is... My body is a machine that turns dicks into suck dicks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now we're back. <laughs> My might just peaked that old. <laughs> so. So.
0: Um, so, Joe, did you yeah. have a favorite bit?
2: Did I have a favorite bit? Okay, I thought we were going to start with least favorite bit. Um, ugh, Favorite bit. Oh my God! It's all of it's all a blur. To me. No, <laughs> I, I just watched it. It happens. It, it, it ha- yeah, no, trust um, me, I get it. Okay, I guess if I had to say a favorite bit, it would have been something early on because early on some of the bits some of the stuff actually did get to get you yeah. like laugh yeah
0: he had um, me more in the beginning he kind of lost me as no yeah he, <laughs> he lost
2: me especially especially around the i might as well i might as well just give my least favorite bit um uh i didn't i, I didn't like the whole spiel on you know american consumerism i don't i didn't like you know you know the mini malls mini marts that uh, the the one that eventually led into the the fat phobic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I will agree and say that that's also my least favorite bit, just because, like it's so close. You're so close. You got the right subject about how the consumer culture in America is bad. And then instead of vilifying the people you should be vilifying, you're
2: vilifying fat people. He does. He does at some point bring it back to, like, corporations and, like, the people that are actually... But you didn't have to have the shit about fat people. He blames it on
0: the wrong people. He just blames it on the wrong people and then just, like, it's... And then gives
1: a slap on the wrist to the corporations.
0: Yeah. Genuinely, like, you know, we talk about... We did all this talking about uh, how George Carlin is kind of a philosopher poet more than he is a comedian. You expect him to like actually be punching up. I'm like genuinely disappointed that this this special was a lot of punching down. Yeah, yeah. or at least at no. least there was that big section on of punching down on fat people, which was just fucked up.
2: But also, yeah. there was a lot of punching down, specifically when he was talking about um the pyramid of the hopeless. Yeah, that also that, yeah, that, that second that, that when really... he's talking about specifically what point what stuck out to me is like holy shit, what the fuck, um. The sec- when he was talking about the second tier of the pyramid, people who claim to be depressed. Yeah. In, to- in today's day and age, when a good chunk of people are actually clinically depressed, mm-hmm. pointing at myself right oh, here. It's fucking insane,
1: bestie. I don't um, think there's a stable brain in this room. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's no, a non-non... Non-
2: stable brain in this room. We all just watched <laughs> George Carlin and are talking on a fucking comedy podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a stable brain? In this economy? In this economy. In this economy. In, this economy. <laughs> In this
2: economy? Are you fucking kidding?
1: Good night, everybody. <laughs> Show's over.
2: Welcome to Depression Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! it been a while but, since
0: we've had a, a blank stuff joke.
2: So anyway. Yeah. Um but yeah, it it really it's 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 hard for me to pick a favorite bit because of all the stuff about punching down and also a lot of the there was a lot of gross stuff. I mean Yeah. Maybe not as much, maybe not as much as I noticed, but like her his whole thing I don't even know if I wanna say it. Um all his about. whole his whole bit near the end about I'm gonna, Reci- you, I'm recycling, gonna, se- recycling. gonna say, recycling recycling sexual organs. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I mean I was gonna say just recycling, but that's all it's, that also it's crazy.
1: outlandish. I didn't like the way he did it. No. it, it was it had potential i think it had cuz it's it's shocking i think that's has the potential to be like good shot comedy if it was done better and you know you would expect george carlin like one of these titans of comedy to do better yeah
0: and again this makes me just kind of want to watch some of his older stuff so where he wasn't Maybe quite as bitter and not as old. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe it's a little more tolerable. Maybe it's maybe it's
1: worse. We got 13 other ones that we can do. <laughs> That's at least 13 more episodes. Holden, did you have a favorite bit? Honestly, I kind of did Um, with the bit about masturbation. I'm a simple man. I like masturbation <laughs> jokes. I can't. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, so yeah. it's hard for me to say that I don't like them because he's talking about it's Kind of funny, he's talking about how a lot of people die every year from choking themselves while they're jerking off because they're not doing it safely. And like, dude, you know.
2: You gotta cut off the blood flow, not the oxygen. (laughs) Monica, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. Also, have
1: to do it in a way that if you pass out, you'll stop cutting that off. Yes. (laughs) That's your safety net. <coughs> Welcome to Joe and I just showed you our entire ass stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, because, like, the whole time I was thinking about that, I, I wanted to to ask. I can never remember who it is, but it, it's the guy who plays Bill in Kill Bill. Died from autoerotic asphyxiation, right? Or am I crazy?
0: David Carradine.
1: One of the, his na- last name was Carradine. Now I need to look this up. Yeah. But there is an actor who has died of that. And, like, it sucks. You know, it's it's like... I feel a tiny bit bad for laughing at someone dying, but come on, dude. You died in a funny-ass way. How can I not laugh at that? Yes, David Carradine. It would be like someone getting beaten to death with dildos. Like, I can't <laughs> not laugh at that.
2: Someone's been playing Saints Row. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, you know faults and all yeah that masturbation that, bit, that's I will definitely that stick by that was
2: the, that save. was the small bit of juvenile humor that i did <laughs> really enjoy um i'm a simple man again there was there was there was some stuff at the beginning of the show after his whole oh my god how long was that intro like five minutes
1: that intro ran a bit long but i did i did like it i, I thought it was very it. fun it
2: just it was it me it wasn't all that funny
1: it was it wasn't funny it was definitely interesting
2: it was definitely yeah, yeah which, it was for sure. entertaining for for sure entertaining
1: which kind of sums up george carlin
0: i actually yeah. didn't find it that entertaining i actually i mean we'll get more into this when we rate it but like i kind of found after a certain point i think when he lost me at the fat phobia he didn't get me back and the rest of this was just a fucking slot
2: no yeah mm-hmm. i saw you. you were you were on your back watching the special at that point well you're that's, just, you're just lounging
0: I, I, out. It's hard for me not to lay down during any of these specials. Even no. the really good Even no. the really
1: good it's ones that I Yeah, really like, no, you, you saw
2: you saw me laying Yeah, down I saw
1: too. you lay down too. We <laughs>
2: Yeah. I didn't
1: lay down cuz I couldn't lay down. <laughs> yeah, you weren't on a couch, you were in a chair. Yeah.
2: So This has got a rating. Holden. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, I'm so scared.
2: <laughs> Damn it, I lost it.
0: I, I Okay, I, I got one. Go for it. So, gentlemen, out of ten recycled genitals, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what would you rate this special?
2: Ooh, okay. Uh, so, I think I would rate it at, like, a four. See, okay, all right a four the 3 or 4 honestly i'm going off um this is going to sound alien to you but one i i've wa- i've watched this video um uh this youtuber called jello apocalypse he rated rated pixar movies in five words and he basically described the 10 point rating system anything below a 5 is i'm over explaining this shit <laughs> 3 or 4
1: <laughs> 3 or 4 holden um I I honestly, I think I'd agree. I would, I'd be a tiny bit. I would say a four. I'll stick with a four.
0: I am likewise going to give this a a four. It had me a little bit in the beginning. There was some funny stuff, but it didn't really grab me that much. And it Mm -hmm. was just a lot of complaining and ranting and just like, shut up and let's make the world better. Uh, I think
1: that George Carlin would have been an interesting like college professor, very much. So. If he yeah. was like your English professor, I think that'd be really interesting to have him as. I if think he was the, just kind of the same way, because then he can be like a bit of a pig, and if he's too much of a pig, he'll get fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think
2: one of the things that turned me off, especially, is like he was obviously very critical about stuff, but it was all in a very negative light. Yeah, he was very, he was very much like like the old guy complaining. Um, and, but not willing to do anything. Yeah, get and it off very
0: little on. to break the tension. That's kind of why, if we're talking old school introspective comedians or somewhat introspective comedians, I'm always gonna prefer. I think I'm always gonna prefer Richard Pryor and Bill Hicks because, well, they're just also funnier. They're well, yeah, because one, <laughs> yeah. they're just funnier, and two, some of them have
2: actual like jokes.
0: Yeah, like Bill Hicks has this whole fucking uh bit where he like goes off. And, like, is screaming and yelling so and gets right, really worked brilliant. up about fucking, like, music that he doesn't like. And then he just, he's, like, yelling and screaming. And then he just goes, I am available for children's parties, <laughs> by the way.
1: It's a very good one.
0: Uh, Yeah, so it, there, there wasn't really a good enough joke to break the yeah, tension there, of the complaining.
2: There wasn't enough breaking the tension and... Okay, alright, thank you. It's spelled with a Y. Uh, I was I was gonna look it up after this and maybe watch a couple specials. Richard Pryor. Mm. Um. But anyway, um, there there wasn't a lot to break the tension. You you are absolutely right on that, and it was just, it it was also painting all this stuff in a very negative, kind of doomer perspective. Yeah. yeah. Like world, like world's fucked. Except it. especially considering the fact that he did this. In between his bit about the all-suicide channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, cause the whole basis of the pyramid of hopelessness and whatnot is just, like, world's pointless, might as well kill yourself. That's not really a good message for a comedy show. It's not productive. Like, okay,
0: you're dead, but the rest of us still gotta live here. Yeah. So let's shut up and make the world a better place.
1: Yeah, it's very nihilistic.
2: Most so,
0: positivity stuff, <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think that brings us to the end of talking about this special. Uh, but before we go, Holden, what funny this week? So this happened to me
1: today, Oh dear. Oh um before we record, uh, before we watched and recorded today, I went to the gym um, for context, a few days uh, ago, I went to the gym again. Um, And I was wearing one of my just a regular old T-shirt to the gym and the T-shirt. I didn't even realize I was wearing it because I was getting some weird looks and I was oh, like, no. why am I getting weird looks? The T-shirt I was wearing is a yellow T-shirt and in the font and style of the Oscar Mayer brand says defund the police. <laughs> And underneath it, it says, my baloney has a first name. It's ACAB. Oh, and you were wearing that in fucking- I was wearing that- In Ocean County. Yeah. In public in Ocean County, New Jersey. Which I get some looks for, and it's a super beat up shirt now, because I've had it for like two, three years that people kind of don't really read it. My history professor saw me wearing it one day and stopped in the middle of class to piss himself laughing at it, (laughs) because he looked at it and I was like, he was like, I just realized what your shirt said. I was like, yeah. He was like, you've worn that a couple times this semester. I always thought it was just an Oscar Mayer shirt. That's <laughs> really funny. That's funny. funny. <laughs> so. And it's a short sleeve shirt. So you see all my tattoos. I'm working out and I'm getting dirty looks from this old woman. Um, and I'm just after I realized, like, oh, I'm wearing this shirt. I'm just like, whatever. Fuck her. She's old. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care about her opinion. Hard cut to today. Okay. Uh, Like an idiot, I wore a long-sleeve shirt to the gym. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And um, so she comes up to me today. (laughs) While I'm between sets. The same woman. Same woman comes up to me and was like, I'm just glad that you repented and changed your ways. And I said, what? And she said, God bless you, and walked away. And I was just like, does this chick think that, like, over the cuz a uh, uh, additional context i was at the gym wearing my a shirt on on monday it is wednesday currently so does she think that on tuesday i just had a harsh like wake up call or something and just fucking threw out that shirt and i was wearing long sleeves because i was like ashamed that i had tattoos or i was trying to hide them it was like no i just I didn't have any short sleeve t-shirts that were clean today. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite literally the reason. What the fuck? Yeah, some wild shit happens in this town, man. Got to love it.
0: I mean, that's one word for it. That is yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope that you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, or recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Joe, where can they find you?
2: Oh. <clears throat> Sorry. mugging my throat. My bad. Uh, so I... Uh am I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna slow down for this uh you can find me on twitter um uh, at Azraq Shinji a z r a q s h i n g i i know that sounds weird it's because i'm a vtuber uh- <laughs> <laughs> I did not
0: fucking know this about you. Know kidding.
2: No, it's um, I um, uh, Monica, Monica only barely knows about it, so uh, you would only hear about it. But yeah, um, I I stream on Twitch and um, you Plug your also, Twitch? You oh yeah, twitchtv G. Uh, you can also f- follow me on Twitter at G. Uh, I post art. I post uh, when I can. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'll, all about that. I'll, I'll be retweeting Ruby spoilers. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I. No, that's I didn't know that about you. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. really it's funny. Pretty, it's pretty cool. Stream this Friday, Twitch.tv. Ooh, <laughs> uh, Holden, they way past th- by the time this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh,
1: Holden, where can they find you? Uh, you could find me on Twitter at donut daddy, donut underscore daddy. Uh, you can also find a poetry project I am running on Instagram at poetry party underscores between each word. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, I will have some shit actually out on that.
2: I was going to make a daddy joke. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh,
0: and we're doing Mike Birbiglia next, right? Yes. Okay. And we will be back next week uh, with Mike Birbiglia, What I Should Have Said Was Nothing, which is available on Netflix. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.